Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Hello everybody and welcome along to a real world road test from the Radio Show Limited network of channels. I'm John Hindhall. Real world road test. Well today I'm sitting in the extremely comfortable interior of a brand new Alfa Romeo. This is their entry to the SUV or crossover market. This is the Stelvio. Q4 all-wheel drive Milano Edizione and it's equipped with the 2.2 turbo diesel 210 horsepower engine. We'll get on to all that in just a moment but first of all let's take in the surroundings uh, that we are in at the moment. Uh, The exterior of the car is uh, very impressive looking to be honest and finished as it is in a tri-coat metallic white colour pretty striking Uh, inside mostly black with silver highlights and accents uh, but a big glass area so still a pretty airy place and light and airy place to be no sunroof option on this particular car In front of me is the flat-bottomed steering wheel and two very traditional round dials, the rev counter on the left, the speedometer on the right, and a multifunction flat display about three inches across in the middle. The centre of the dash is dominated by the uh, infotainment, which if I fire the whole thing up will come to life. This version has a... Hardman Cardon Logic 7 system for the sound and when I fire it up don't need my seat slide forward to the position that I selected it I get a full colour uh, Alfa Romeo Roundel logo in the middle of this screen anyone who has heard our road test and our time with the Julia the Quadrifoglio or indeed uh, is Uh, the owner of a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz will be actually quite familiar with this split-screen format, although in fairness at the moment I haven't got it in the split-screen format. There's something quite Germanic about the whole centre console, actually, with uh, the buttons all grouped together, a couple of air vents, then the big screen integrated nicely into the dash. It's not doesn't look like an afterthought like some cars do nowadays where it sticks out as if it looks like it's a smart device that you could take with you going down from the center console the sort of flying buttress design that we've seen before two big cup holders 12 volt output and a usb that's all underneath the rotary controls and the buttons for the aircon the demist steering wheel heater and seat heater I quite like that as well because that does mean that quite a lot of the important uh, 
the important controls are replicated down there and you don't necessarily have to use the touchscreen or scroll through a whole load of memories. It's a fairly sparse looking transmission tunnel with the very upright gear selector for the 8-speed box here which can be put into a manual version and then controlled by some beautifully tactile uh, aluminium brushed aluminium or satin aluminium paddles either side of the steering wheel left down right up and I've said this again a, a, a few times about Fiat Chrysler and Alpha uh, products that the uh, gear shift selector when used in manual does go the right way and by the right way I mean pull back to go up push away from you to go down that's the way a proper sequential gearbox should work behind that's actually quite sparse just a couple of buttons a nice piano black topped rotary dial that's again very tactile and alongside it a couple of other rotary dials one for the volume uh, of the radio which also has uh, a sort of a joystick motion on it as well uh, the other for the DNA switch, which was the dynamic neutral and uh, awful weather setting. Um, I'm not sure what the A stands for, but that's what it's for, the awful uh, weather setting. Uh, the piano black wheel, again, that works like a, uh, a joystick and you can cycle through various pieces of the menu on the big screen in the middle. A very sizable storage bin with another USB plus a mini jack uh, if you haven't got something that that's uh, that is equipped with usb which i really like actually i think that's a good idea in there electric handbrake switch and that's your lot really uh, the seats on this uh, special edition milano are all electric they are heated but not cooled they are electrically operated and uh, six-way electrically adjustable with a four-way lumbar adjustment very nice indeed and uh, the Alpha logo sitting proudly on the headrest, which I have to say is one of the best designed headrests I've ever had. It's, first of all, exactly in the right place. And secondly, when you put your head on it, there's just enough give on it there to be, oh, oh, you see, that's very nice. And, you know, if you had to snuggle down and have a few hours sleep, then it would certainly do the job very well indeed. The seats themselves are awesome. Uh, obviously, with all the adjustment and the six-wheel lumbar adjust, um, it's a very clever piece of kit. But they are well designed. There's enough lateral support and uh, a little uh, edge of the seat that you can pull out to get underneath your thighs and extend that a little bit. That's manual, but that that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Really, really nice uh, indeed. Uh, and generally speaking, everything's where you expect it to be. The electric windows, the mirror adjust, the electric boot release, three memory uh, seat button, automatic headlights. This is all on my the right-hand side of the steering wheel. Um, just two stalks, one either side of the wheel, wiper on the right, lights and indicators on the left. Two or three buttons on each side of the steering wheel, but it's not overloaded, including cruise control, uh, voice activation, tele telephone, up and down volume, and cycle through your radio stations. The armrest on the driver's door is at the perfect position for me. Uh, if I'm honest, I would quite like to have the uh, elbow rest, the armrest, that is the top of the centre console, just come up a tiny bit, uh, even with the 
seat pretty much all the way down on the floor. It's just a, a little bit uh, too low for me. But I suppose you're not going to be resting both your elbows at the same time. Uh, steering wheel, again, feels good to the touch. Just that little notch where you put your thumb to keep your thumb uh, out from locking underneath the steering wheel. Never want to be doing that. Thumbs up is always correct isn't it that's what i was told when i was driving uh, and it feels fantastic a sort of napa leather finish to it and chunky stitching uh, the uh, monochrome alfa romeo logo right in the middle of the horn push which is in the middle of the steering wheel there you go and a very alpha noise now if i quickly jump out and i've got to be a little bit careful getting out because i've set this seat quite a long way forward so that uh, i'm in my driving position but i don't want it to move back to its uh, courtesy easy to get in and out position so i've left the ignition on while i open up the very wide opening rear door and step elegantly into the back the reason it's dinging is because uh, left the uh, key up front uh, i'm now sitting behind my own driving seat now i always do this as regular listeners will know uh, i'm just under six feet tall and though i do have me seat a little bit further forward than most uh, there's at least a good three inches between my knees and the back of the sculpted the, uh, the sculpted back of the front seat quite a high waistline in the back and very dark tinted glass it's a little bit more dark in the back here two eyeball vents in the center console for rear seat passenger air plus two more usbs as well huge amount of headroom even though this is quite a coupe design and even though we're still sitting higher up slightly than the two front seats now the there is a center armrest here which i can fold down got a couple of cup holders in there as well that's at the perfect height. And with that up, the centre part of the seat is actually quite large. Now, I'm not saying that I'd want to travel across Europe in the middle, but we've been using this car for team transport and it has carried five people for 45, 50 minutes at a time. And the person in the middle, well, you know, again, they said, well, I probably wouldn't want to do it from Land's End to John O'Groats in the UK, the length of, of the United Kingdom, but it was more than adequate for doing that. And uh, this is actually really rather nice in the back. All when three you seats have uh, seatbelts. The daylight There's floods ISO in. Fix for child now, seats and three headrests as well. Around the two and have a look adjustable. at the main design features of the nice outside place to of be. the car. After my, you really realise how dark that glass is. Boot. Electric lift on this Milano edition. Very clever cover to the boot in two parts. Uh, which will keep all your bits and pieces uh, out of the way of prying eyes. Bit of underfloor storage. In this case, it's got a nearly full-sized spare wheel, although it does have a space saver tyre on it. It is an 18-inch rim, uh, although the tyres and wheels, rather, uh, on the car itself, this car running on Michelin's, are the 20-inch multi-spoke design. Very flat floor, uh, not a super high lip uh, you do now this is where the coupe design does eat in to the practicality because it is a very sloping hatch on the top part of the rear tailgate uh, i love this uh, ingenious tonneau which you pull and slide and it just rolls up like a, a venetian blind but there's still a part that clips onto the uh, rear 
hatch as well and that gives a, a full seal that's very nice but as I say the very sloping rear end which gives this car a lot of its elegance and its poise on the road does eat in to your luggage space it's not uh, the biggest I've seen but it's by no means the smallest either let's close the boot two cannon-like exhausts poking out from under the rear valance of this car centrally mounted number plate LED rear lights and the Alfa Romeo roundel multicolour right in the middle. Blacked out rear window with a small spoiler over the top. The back end of the car is instantly recognisable with the new Alfa design nomenclature. Q4 on the back of here means this is an all-wheel drive version of the car. There is a front-wheel drive uh, there is a rear-wheel drive, rather, version of uh, this car available as well. Those big 20-inch rims really fill up the wheel arches. The off-road-ish nature of this car has uh, given a, a little bit of prominence with the almost black body cladding and sill cladding. Going along the side, the two... Door handles on either side are body colour. And as I said, this uh, very nice tri-coat metallic white paint uh, works very well indeed. Extremely aerodynamic wing mirrors, uh, which automatically fold when you lock the car. But the piece de resistance of this Alfa Stelvio is around the front. There's absolutely no mistaking this car for anything else. Quite huge headlights in a great swoop across the front end of the car running right into the front wings, the front fenders, uh, with headlamp wash wipe, uh, projector headlights with uh, dynamic cornering lights. The, the headlights move around. Again, that's part of the Milano Edizione Park. The Alpha Grille, proud and central, again with the Alpha Roundel. Honeycomb design to the gaps themselves, to the, uh, the grills themselves, and... Uh, trim strip in satin metal running through the V the bottom part of the V the two sides of the V uh, on the uh, Alpha Shield shaped grille in the middle two further grills either side which have the fog lights in the problem that we have here in the UK is you have to run a front number plate and you have to run a full sized one that's mounted over to one side uh, and frankly it just looks wrong it also eats into the mounting the setback mounting of the left hand side uh, fog lamp now I haven't noticed that that affects its beam at all but it just looks untidy and we really need to come up with a a better solution for cars that were never designed to have a large front number plate. In Italy, of course, it would have a tiny stick-on one. Uh, the bonnet itself uh, doesn't come all the way to the front of the car. By that, I mean that it's sort of self-contained and uh, opens up with a little bit of a lip between it and the headlights. Uh, but it, it's a very, very aggressive and absolutely obvious alpha front end that... Where the car is poised on the road, uh, it's uh, it looks like it's ready to pounce. It's sitting slightly forward in this design line uh, up the side here that just has a very slight climb and is mirrored by the body line just above the sills 
just taking your eyes away from the swoop of the front wheel arches and fenders through the door line with the mirrors coming slightly below the bottom of the windscreen air pillar and then that whole line of the car is narrowing towards the rear end with fantastic hip line on the C pillar and it's very clever actually because the car looks like it's got a much stronger coupe line to towards the back wheel than it actually has because of the way the window is is moving away it's a black uh, rear window on the outside here very black as i mentioned in terms of the glass and the the surrounds are all uh, black as well and it really takes your eye in and plays tricks with the uh, rear end of the car to, to pull it down now as i said the roof line to the edge of the back door the rear edge of the back door is actually still quite high but it doesn't look like that because of the tricks that the guys have played at the Alpha Styling. It's really very good indeed. It does have one of the very largest fuel filler caps that I've ever seen. It's the size of a, a small smart tablet. It's quite remarkable. And under there is the fuel filler cap. I suppose they're thinking ahead for perhaps other things, plug-in hybrids, etc., etc., so that's the inside and the outside of the car. I suppose we should get it fired up and get this Alfa Romeo Stelvio Milano Edition on the road. Real world road tests. So here we are out on the road with the Alfa Stelvio. Driving position, elevated, fairly typical crossover SUV. But there's something of an occasion about driving any Alpha. And the good news is, straight away, the Stelvio has managed to import that in spades. The collaboration and sharing of components between the different parts of FCA has brought some real dividends. And whilst I recognise some of the bits and pieces inside this car and even the engine from the Jeep Cherokee and other models in other FCA ranges there's no doubt that just as the look of this car is distinctively Alfa Romeo so is the driving experience those big wing mirrors give great view down the side the air pillars though as with most modern cars, very thick for safety now. Don't seem to intrude into my three-quarter vision. And the noise from that air pillar and wing mirror, door mirror, uh, doesn't seem to be too intrusive at motorway legal speed, 70 miles an hour here in the UK. Cruising down the motorway is what these cars will do quite a lot of, I suspect. But if that's all they do, it'll be a great shame because take this car onto a twisting A road and possibly even a challenging B road and you will be impressed as I was, I'm sure, at just how the Stelvio handles this. I suppose when you've named your car after one of the most twisty driving roads in the world then it's got to be able to perform when the road isn't arrow straight and this Stelvio certainly does in fact let's 
get off this dual carriageway here and get onto something a little more interesting half a mile to the turn off or so it's been accepted by most of those people in the know in the automotive industry that the car to beat in this class as far as dynamic handling and performance is concerned is the Porsche Macan now straight away that's a, a lofty goal to set yourself isn't it I've driven the Macan we've tested it here on the Radio Show Limited Network on a real world road test and I have to say I was mightily impressed by it as you know I'm a bit of a Porsche fan and it certainly floated my boat quite considerably well I've got to tell you this Alpha is right up there I'm not going to say it's any better but discernibly it's not any worse either it's right on a par with that driving experience that the Macan delivered now I'll say straight away that this 2.2 diesel engine uh, is a little noisy on first start up but once it warms up it gets very quiet and refined it's an increase of 10 horsepower over the 200 that we've seen it in in the past in the Jeep Cherokee so I just turn left onto this little side road here and it's that 200 horsepower is delivered with a huge amount of torque 410 newton meters at just 1750 revs so that actually makes it a joy on these country roads whether you're leaving it for the 8 speed box to shift itself as I am now or whether you stick it into manual mode and use the shift lever or the fabulous paddles actually the paddles feel so good you want to do that more often uh, the engine is responsive and that torque oodles of torque just seems to be able to pull and pull and pull so actually shifting down whilst it's nice to feel the paddle on your left hand for the downshift it's probably not really required but the thing that the Alpha engineers have done very well indeed is control this high centre of gravity vehicle something that I noticed straight away on the Macan and this Stelvio is absolutely up to those kind of levels of chassis control coming up to a 90 degree right hander here brake turning and where's the body roll it, it, it's almost like I'm sitting above a sports car because the turning and the neutral stance through the corner is that good very well balanced indeed now I know people who take their McCann's on track days and enjoy them very much indeed and when the Quadrifoglio the V6 with 500 horsepower of Stelvio comes out that version of the Stelvio comes out I can imagine that's going to happen too because this car would not be embarrassed on a nice smooth racetrack but of course most people won't do that and here in the centre of England even the main roads are pretty badly maintained so 20 inch rims and super low profile tyres might look good but how do they ride? The answer to that is very well indeed and once again the clever people at Alpha seem to me to have got the balance right 
This car is based on the Julia platform and I was impressed with the Julia. Okay, I was in the top of the line Quadrifoglio when I drove it. But the basic platform of that car is clearly very good indeed. And all of those great traits, those great chassis traits, have been handed off to the Stelvio. 20-inch rims normally ruin the ride on a car like this. I've driven many of them down through the years and the top-spec cars are often equipped with the big wheels and very often I'd quite happily go with the 17 or 18-inch rims in a, a bit more tyre. I wouldn't say that of the Stelvio because it is that good on these rims. I've left the DNA switch mostly in dynamic. The reason for that is that it just firms up the feel of the steering and makes it a little bit more direct. Uh, without that, I found the car a tiny bit floaty in the straight head position. And we've got a Ford down here. Let's whip through here and see how it goes. Oh, it's quite deep today. Going across. Yeah, no problem. Didn't even have to shift anything. Just underlining the soft rotor capability of the Stelvio. So my conclusion about this Alfa Romeo Stelvio Milano edition with the 2.2 diesel engine is that it's a very good car. It's not just a very good crossover or SUV, it's a very good car. The extra practicality and everyday usability that this kind of car has coupled with the enjoyment of driving an Alfa Romeo makes this a very, very attractive proposition indeed. This is a very important car for Alfa Romeo. Along with the Julia, it's the car that takes Alfa back into the United States. Forget all of the preconceived notions of Alphas from 20 and 30 years ago. This is very much an Alpha for right now and it's very much up with its competitors from Germany in refinement, in design. It's equipped very well but most importantly and I'll keep coming back to this, it's an Alpha so it has to give an engaging drive and it does. If you just want another bland, boring European box of tricks that does everything very well then perhaps the Alpha isn't for you the Alpha does all that very well but it does have a personality and it does look that little bit different and what's more you will have people coming up and asking you about it because it's an Alpha and people do that I think this has been pitched just right I can't wait to get my hands on the almost 300 horsepower petrol engine and of course I'm absolutely salivating at the thought of 510 horsepower and that twin turbo V6 in the Stelvio Quadrifoglio. Alpha, more than a little golf cat lap for this car. This is a lovely car. Bella macchina, bella macchina. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. 
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.